Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we survived the cataclysmic weather of the century. Yeah. Uh, Not much happened. Was it Snowmageddon? No, it was Windmageddon. Oh, okay. Uh, Potential Tornado-mageddon. We would have been here two weeks ago, folks, but there was a tornado watch, in effect, uh jerry got sent home early from work so we're like you know what we'll just wait for two weeks and it's just it's funny that and now this week adrian couldn't make it because he has a meeting he's in yeah. uh but oh yeah. well it is what Poor it is adrian because the, all the world has turned into snowflakes now we have to deal with <laughs> so tornado watches the moral of the story is uh, <laughs> if jerry can't make it we're not doing it yeah, I yeah. I was gonna say like the the war is on with me and Adrian again, and Jared I is shut the this and, thing down. yeah the essential worker. I want to say myself included since I do the editing. And yeah, you're the one who decides. <laughs> eh, we're done. Yeah, I, you know, if Jared asked, I'd try. Yeah. I'd try and make it work. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, so Jared couldn't make it, and honestly, we weren't all of us were really prepared for everything too. So like, let's yeah. just take a hiatus because of the weather. Because uh, that same day, Adrian gave me a call. He was like, "So this weather?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, "Again, I didn't blame you, Jerry. Like, no, it, that's... your work sent you home, so and I don't want you to wait around for an extra six, six hours. hours. Yeah, like that. That's a little much. Like, all right, we'll just call it there. Sally, Laura could sleep in. Also, yeah, not gonna lie, I slept a lot. Um, and <laughs> I yeah. took a nap that day too. <laughs> but because of that, though, we got more progress done on the basement, so you haven't seen that progress since yeah. then. So it looked like we did even more since you were last time. It in. looks really good. Uh, it's getting closer, folks. Uh, one of these days, you'll be able to hear us from our new studio. I mean, theoretically, you won't, hopefully, you don't hear much of a difference when we do it. But mm. we will. We ourselves, we will know that there's a difference. We could start doing a YouTube channel too. We could do a video. Mm. Yeah, we could occasionally. Yeah. I, I I don't want to do video editing, though, is the thing. So. Oh, you don't edit it. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I guess. But then I have to worry about the way we look. Eh. Well, we'll see. So we'll, we'll say someday, maybe. How about that? Yeah. It can be a special event. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Maybe for our 500th episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a ways out. So, yeah, plenty of time. Uh, I can lose 100 pounds by then. <laughs> I, I can be dead by then. Who knows? A million days can happen. Uh, or we'll just start random numbering things randomly, like yeah. right, 500, 1,000, 400. What? Uh, oh, it's like football. Or, see, I was going to say more like tennis, where it's like, oh, you got a point? That's 15. 15 oh. love. Why love? I don't know. It's better than saying 15 loser, I guess. Uh, no, tennis <laughs> still goes up. Like, in football, don't they yell random numbers before they do oh, the hot, hot hike? The, the quarterback, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know those numbers. Uh, but okay. at least in tennis, it always increments up. Except for when it doesn't, because you could be, uh, uh, like I think it's fifteen, thirty, forty-five. But if the other team catches up from forty-five, then they're both down to thirty again. Oh, I don't know this yeah. rule. Yeah. Is that yeah? You I'm, don't know? Or? No, I yeah. That's a correct. I'm agreeing with Laura. I don't know either. I'm pretty sure that they go back to like. Because you have to, uh, it's dumb. I, I'll it's, Google this later. Yeah, I'm not a tennis I don't fan. believe you. It's tennis. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> golf, word for well, it. golf you, you go down, sort of, while going up. If you have, no, if you're, you're looking for par. par, yeah. So, But your score is negative or plus or zero. Or, right. But you so want a smaller down. number. Like, there's still a direction you're heading. But while still going up, because you still count the strokes, it's still, that, that's the most. You, you want to have math. a lower number, but you are going up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd say, I still think the weirdest math in sports, I don't know why we're on sports math, uh, is bowling, though. How yeah. 10 oh, frames, yeah. if you can get I all 13 see. strikes, you get a 300 score. That math doesn't isn't there. It is there. It is there, but it's not. I can say for a fact <laughs> that it is there because in college I took two bowling classes, so I know the math behind it. It's it's not and, there, and that's why Alex has a college degree and I don't. And I work at a comic book <laughs> store, and you make the real money. And I more. You make more money. At, than I do. at one point, I did. But uh, anyway. It's not about money, folks. Right. Uh, we're, we we're, do this for free. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, and for food, we we pay Jerry yeah. for food. Or you guys feed me. As I say, yeah, we pay you with food, and <laughs> and that's how we pay you is we give you food for talking about comic books. Uh, anyway, uh, see, we don't need Adrian. We killed five minutes right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Thanks for dealing with us. Thanks, Adrian. If you actually listen to this episode, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He'll call us out if he, if he does listen to it. Uh, anyway. Uh, this week's theme, Jared, what is this week's theme for the podcast? Alternate realities. Uh, and that is because we were reading house and powers of X question mark. Yes. And <laughs> the correlation of alternate realities because the, uh, I can't think of the character's name now goes back in time and creates alternate realities. Moira. Moira. Yep. And she creates different timelines time slash universes is, sort yeah. of because she reincarnates but when she reincarnates it resets the back to where she was born right so the in turn she sort of makes alternate timelines so alternate yep. universes so that's how we got to here uh with that being said jared what is your first alternate universe that you like to talk about uh my first one was uh titans i think it's called future it's from the jeff johns teen titans run from the early 2000s um the future is now is what it's called, but uh, it was around 2004, 2005 is when that came out. But uh, basically, it's the Justice League had been killed. The, the Teen Titans kind of get launched into the future after, well, hold on. I'm going to go back just a little bit. I'm trying to stay away from this part, but the Titans go into the future with the Legion of Superheroes and they do a team-up story arc. Well, as they're coming back into the past to come to their own timeline, they kind of get derailed a little bit and they come... At, uh, into their future, but not as far as the future as the uh, Legion is. So they're like 10 years past what they should have been at. And they meet their older selves, who are now the Justice League. Superboy, Connor Kent, is now um, Superman. Um, Cassie is Wonder Girl, is Wonder Woman. Tim Drake is Batman, because Damien hasn't been introduced into the comics at this point. Tim Drake was still Robin. And they find out that they are the bad guys. And there's a lot of great stuff in there. They actually revisit this in another story arc later on. But uh, they have to basically escape their future selves and then decide not to become them as time goes on. And as things progress in the DC Universe, it's like, oh, it looks like we are going to become them eventually. So there's a lot of great story art or story pieces into that book. Um, I don't know if it's something that you can order anymore. I'm it's, not sure. You know, it's coming up on 20 years old, and it's a Teen Titans book. I don't know how popular that's really going to be. But uh, it was one of my favorite Titans books. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good concepts to it. Uh, Bart Allen was still there, but uh, there's, you know, he's like the, the Zoom, the Yellow Flash, so... There's a lot of great stuff in this, so it was fun seeing their younger selves see themselves as the adults, but the bad guys. So, yeah, yeah. 
it seems uh, DC specifically does a lot of like, oh, this is what's going to happen in the future. Because mm-hmm. uh, then they do Future's End yeah. for a little while and then Future State also, where it had everybody like five years in the future, yep. what's going on? Like, future oh. State wasn't that great. Future's End was pretty cool with... Uh, um, that was they Batman brought, Beyond, wasn't it? They brought Batman Beyond back to the past and killed him. Back to the past slash the current present. Right. At the time. Right, yeah. But they killed him off and uh, Tim Drake, again, uh, becomes the new Batman Beyond Right. at that time. So there was a really fun story arc. It had its down spots. Don't get me wrong. It was uh, kind of like they did 52. It was a weekly series, 52 issues long. But uh, it was... It had its moments, and there was some really good stuff. I mean, it's hard to have a consistently good story to last 52 issues when it is a weekly series, too. The the writers and artists don't have a whole lot of time to, like, plan everything out, too. Right. I I don't know if they change writers in between. Sometimes they do that. Like, oh, you get this story arc. Have to go from here to here. I'll start writing the next one. The same with the artist. You start drawing this. Yeah. It's done in time, but. Yep, it's. It's sometimes a mess. Yeah. But it, there was some really good stuff in there, too. Yeah. And that was Future's End also. Yeah, Just the Future's payback End. off of your Titans book. Yep. So that was uh, uh, Teen Titans, The Future Is Now. All right. Uh, I will go next. And the first one I want to mention is Dark Ages by Tom Taylor. Um, I'm going to actually do a twofer here. I want to do Dark Ages slash Injustice Gods Among Us, because uh, they're both written by Tom Taylor. That's the only reason I'm going to do them back to back. And we talk about injustice a lot we talked about volume one a few episodes ago when we actually read that uh so if you want to know what i'm talking about for injustice go back to the previous episodes you'll see it uh but dark ages i really enjoyed it came out a year or two ago it was only like six issue story um which we'll probably read about on here one of these days because i don't think we've discussed it in full detail but it is a story in the marvel universe where something happens and all technology ceased to work. So you think like, oh, Iron Man. Um, his whole thing is a mechanical suit with, you know, robot powered stuff. Uh, which they end up making a steampunk, steam powered Iron Man suit, which is pretty cool. Um, but mutants were there. Like, all right, mutants are, okay, we're fine. All of our powers are still what they are. Um, I would like to see a second volume of this, but I don't see it happening. Since unfortunately... While the single issues are coming out, they announced Tom Taylor signed an exclusive deal with DC. So until that exclusivity runs out, we probably won't see Dark Ages Volume Two, unless someone else takes over. But it was even that. Even with that being said, it did have a satisfying ending within the series itself. So I was like, okay, we could be done. I'm cool with that. I would like to see more of that world, but it is what it is. Um, it kind of reminds me of Deceased, where the first volume, like, okay, the first volume when that was done, sure it could be done. Mm-hmm. Sure we can do more. Uh, I think Taylor does a good job of doing that. Of like, all right, the end question mark. Yeah. So that way, if people want to build off of it, they could. But if they don't want to, then they can just leave it as is. Uh, so yeah, that is Dark Ages, written by Tom Taylor. Laura, what is the first alternate universe on your list? Um, I vaguely found Marvel 1602, which is almost like a a historical perspective. It's like, what if mutants existed back in 1602 and how would people have interpreted their powers and thought that they were witches and witchcraft and all that it wasn't um, that they thought specifically like the mutants like oh they're witches because yeah i think that was the main headline on that one yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i did a terrible job of this so i really just have the title of this i i 
haven't read it in a long time either. And even just flipping through the 1602 book that we have, I saw an advertisement for Spider-Man in the back and I was like, I don't even know if I actually read the 1602 Spider-Man version. Specific one, yeah. Yeah. Because I want to say he was Peter Parkour then or something. Like he had a slightly different name than Peter Parker. And that that was the biggest thing. Like a lot of people had... Oh, Parkour. Sorry, I see him. Had very yeah. Yeah. 1602 time appropriate versions of their names. Yeah, like there's Nicholas Fury and Stefan. Well, I guess Stephen is still Stefan all the time. And I, I remember I got confused at the time when I first read it. I thought the one character was supposed to be Felicia Hardy, but it's actually a, a new character who's driving the story, Virginia Dare. I forget what her deal was, but she's some sort of mutant and she doesn't even realize that she has powers and people like Doctor Strange keeps like saving her. And like when she transforms, she doesn't know what happens. And when he catches her he he explains when she wakes up okay this is what happened to you this time and we're gonna work on this okay i, I need to keep a better eye on you better eye but, of agamotto on you yeah but yeah it was it's basically just like what if mutants happened in a different time i guess yeah kind of a yeah, timeline yeah absolutely. not exactly a. I guess it's still an alternate universe sometimes yeah. i get confused about the the fine line between an alternate universe and an alternate timeline because they're kind of the same and kind of different. Uh, I'd yeah. say the, the, the same thing, just yeah. different verbiage, really. Yeah. And I guess alternate timeline, you can see the direct point where it changed to a different universe mm-hmm. also versus yeah. just alternate universe. Like, oh, uh, we don't know where they differentiated, but they are different still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I always get a kick out of these kinds of stories because it's like Spider-Verse as well, where you see, okay, if one thing changed... How would Spider-Man be in this world? And like when they bring him up a little bit in this story, they they keep hinting at the spiders. I don't think in this particular trade I have in my hand, which is the the first Marvel 1602 issues, um, I think that Spider-Man isn't even powered up yet, but he's just showing up. He's like Doctor Strange's apprentice, and he's like dealing with spiders. He's like, oh, these are cool, blah, blah, blah. And like they keep hinting at it. It's kind of like that episode of South Park where they don't kill Kenny, and they keep hinting that, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, but not yet. Don't worry about it. So, but yeah, any story that has Spider-Man in it gets a little extra plus in my book. All right. Uh, Jared, what's next on your list? The next one on my list was one that I don't think was too widely popular, but I really enjoyed it. It's Nightwing New World Order. And uh, basically... Sometime in the future, there's this big conflict, and Bruce Wayne wants to use uh, Apocalypse Tech to basically depower all of the superpowered uh, people on Earth. And Dick Grayson kind of convinces him not to use it. Well, a black uh, kryptonite, which kind of made him crazy, Superman comes in and kills Batman. So Dick Grayson takes the tech to Metropolis and uh, unleashes it, and it depowers like 90% of the superpowered beings on Earth. Um, this is after a big conflict where countless people had died, all of superpowered and civilians, and basically he helped form this government agency to rebuild and police the any superpowered being. Uh, he basically kind of became a he's kind of became the bad guy almost in this, but uh, he had uh, the Titans originally, so he marries Starfire and they have a kid together. But she kind of leaves him with the kid and joins up with the Titans who form a resistance against Dick Grayson. And 
uh, Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, and a handful of other uh, non-powered beings form this agency that polices the uh, uh, any super-powered being because they are now illegal and fugitives. And he wants to arrest them and put them in stasis and then try to figure out how to take their powers away. But as we go on, his son develops superpowers. So there's this huge conflict of, you know, what... What does what does he do? Does he imprison his son, or does he get him to safety? So he actually teams up with the Titans and against his own squad and everything. And <laughs> there's this whole massive conflict and everything. Um, the ending was okay. Um, I can't. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and reread it fully because I'm trying to sit here and remember the ending, but I don't remember the whole thing. It's giving so, me Civil War vibes too. A little bit, yeah, very much so. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in this book and, you know, it kind of rewrites, a not rewrites a bit of history because this is kind of set into the future just a little bit. It, uh, it alternates the history. It alternates, yeah. But uh, yeah, Nightwing New World Order, it was a lot of fun. If you're a Nightwing fan, I'd definitely pick this one up. All right. Uh, next one on my list, I'm going to give a brief mention because we've, again, we've talked about it in previous episodes in case you didn't listen to it. Uh, Superman Red Sun. Uh, that's what if uh, Superman landed in Soviet Russia instead of uh, middle of nowhere Kansas, right? Close enough. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yep. Uh, Maybe our Kansas. But a Smallville. Was <laughs> the, but it wasn't Smallville, Kansas? Was yeah. yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, he lands in Soviet Russia. Um, there's also some other differences, like Batman's Russian also. So I love like, oh, it's what if he landed there? But there are other differences as well yeah because if he's what if landed, gotham was in russia <laughs> right because that's my biggest thing with the because i think it says on the back like oh what if this happened they don't mention well batman this if that was the case batman would still be from gotham they'd be warring countries but nope they just ignored that and like okay uh but yeah superman quickly took over the world or the russians soviet union quickly took over the world and then superman was like hey this isn't still like you can tell the way it's written. It, Superman's character is a lot of uh, nature versus nurture. That standpoint, it wasn't just you're raised to be the Soviet war machine, blah blah blah. Like he would still have some good qualities with him while still working for the Russians. Um, so yeah, it was a cool, cool story. Um, we talked about it probably what a year ago, something like that. It's been it, a while. It's been a while since we've, but I know we did read it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you just have to do a deep dive of our previous episodes. Yeah, I feel like I skipped that one. It might have been my off week. It might have been your off week. Um, So yeah, that's your main red sun. Laura, what was another one on your list? Okay, so I'm going to cheat completely now. Um, I just Googled... I tried to Google independent alternate universe stories because I hate to just focus on DC and Marvel because I figure that's mainstream enough most people have heard of it. But then when I did Google this... The, the story I found sounded so much exactly like Spider-Verse that I was like, this is hilarious. And it's also available on Hoopla, so that's another reason why I'm willing to mention The Adventures of Luther Arkwright. And I'm just going to straight up read this. Set in parallel universes, Luther Arkwright is a good read. The eponymous... Yeah, I'm going to straight up read words, I don't know. Hero has the unique talent of being able to move between parallel, purely... Oh, parallels. 
God, I'm a great reader. Parallels purely by force of will and is aided by Rose Wilde, a telepath whose many incarnations across the parallels are able to communicate with one another. Luther and Rose are agents of a parallel known as Zero Zero, whose stable position in the, the multiverse has allowed the development of a world at peace with itself and sufficiently high technology to monitor the parallels for signs of the melon influences of the disruptors. So it makes me think of Loom World that's in the center of the whole Spider-Verse and the, the Inheritors who are trying to eat all the spider totems and do all this stuff. Like, and the actual like, Spider-Men of the different yeah. versions. Yeah, so I just thought that was cute when I read that little blurb about the adventures of Luther Artwright. It actually says it's from 1978. Like, oh, wow. I wonder so if that's... So Spider-Verse copied yeah. it. Or, or, oh, yeah. Or if it was taking place in 1978 or... Hmm. Yeah, I'm not 100%, because what I looked up on Hoopla, I swear it said it was from 2020. Maybe... Maybe that collected volume is from... Oh, uh, that could be. Yeah, maybe. It was published in 2020, but the original story's 70s. Uh, but I would piggyback off of that of saying, also, Spider-Verse. I know we have that on the shelf, because I actually had it on my potential list of my stuff. I'm like, oh, this has all the different universes of different Spider-Mans. That they're... They are... Yeah, they just finished the end of the Spider-Verse in the current Spider-Man series also. They say it's the end. Yeah. They said it's the end a couple times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely take it with a grain of salt on that front. But. Yeah, want me to read what this webpage says about that? Sure. This remarkable comic series features multiple alternate universes of Spider-Man in the multiverse, all under attack by Moreland and his family of inheritors. That's what I was talking about. The superior Spider-Man accidentally transfers to the alternate Earths, where he finds the bodies of alternate Spider-Men and decides to create a team of Spider-Men to fight the killer. There you go. That's Spider-Verse in a nutshell. Uh, and that has your favorite uh, Spider-Person that's not Spider-Man. Mayday Parker. Spider-Girl. I almost said Spider-Gwen just to make you angry, but also <laughs> I figured they don't have to do more editing and stuff, and it would not be worth it for me. So Yeah. Do you want this to be a PG <laughs> say, read? Let me duck first. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny that on, on that same website I was on, Spider-Gwen is number one on their list of, like, alternate universe things. Which I haven't, I I admit, Spider-Gwen's growing on me, like... Like a tumor. Yeah, like a tumor, but... But she's not the original Spider-Girl. Yeah, yeah, it just upset me at first that they kept calling her Spider-Girl, because she's not exactly... I'm partial to Mayday Parker over Spider-Gwen, too. Um, it could be just because you told me to read it before I read anything about Spider-Gwen, but I thought her story was more compelling. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any other quick mentions we want to talk about for other ones? I just uh, wanted to mention Kingdom Come. Uh, this was the story with uh, Superman's been gone for a while after the Joker releases his gas toxin in the Daily Planet and kills pretty much everybody. Um, you know, almost kind of like how he nuked, you know, uh, Metropolis in... Uh, injustice but uh, this one he just killed like perry white lois and you know everybody and just superman the important one doesn't murder the joker uh superman still holds to his morals but another um character by the name of magog i think kills the joker and everyone's like hey he's willing to do what superman's not so we we're going with this guy and superman basically goes to his uh big giant ice castle up north and uh 
The Fortress of Solitude. Oh, I wasn't going to call it that. Sorry, I mean, thanks. I actually forgot the name I know, of it. I'm I just like, oh, come on. What is it? What is it? It I completely slipped my mind. That's why you said Ice, Ice Castle, Castle North. I was like, yes. oh, I know what it is. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you're the one who sold yourself out now. They didn't know the name. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, uh, you had me sold too. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I should have just kept quiet. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, basically doing farming work up there. And things are going south because there's this new age of superheroes who have no morals. So they're basically doing battles in the streets and not giving any care to civilian life. And things go bad. So the Justice League starts to reform and they're basically going to show all these young whippersnappers how superheroes should act. Okay, so I have to say it. You know why things are going bad when he was up there in the Fortress of Solitude? They're all snowflakes. Because when you're in the North Pole, no matter where you go, you're moving. You're going south. Oh, that's uh, true. So, <laughs> that's... <laughs> you know that, that I ca- can't. That I can't up, fault your that, that castle yeah. up north. <laughs> I can't fault your logic. That so. that one that joke was for Adrian. If he listens to this one too, he'll he'll be angry about that one too. <laughs> uh, I love making Adrian angry. There you go. Especially when he's not here to complain about it directly. It's great. I'll get texts about it later if you if he listens to this episode. Like blah 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 blah. Yeah, well. Um, Another quick mention I want to talk about is X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where Kitty Pride goes back in time to the then present in the 70s. And the movie Wolverine didn't do it? Yeah, no. Yeah. Wait, didn't <laughs> they have to use Kitty Pride in the movie still, but they sent Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. They, they used her ability. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> don't, don't, let's stick to the no, comments. No, no, Sorry, no, I no, brought no, this up. No, I'm, I will. The movie of itself of Days of Future Past was fine. However, it was dumb and stupid. They shouldn't have done it this way because <laughs> it was fine, but it was dumb. Hugh Jackman was has a lot more star power. Absolutely, he does. However, so they use Kitty Pride's uh, phasing ability to send his consciousness back into his body that was back in the time back then, because you know he lives for nearly forever. So sure, fine. My problem with it was the entire movie. You see glimpses into the future uh, where they're sending him back, like oh. She's still using her power to keep his consciousness back in the, you know, so he can change everything so nothing bad happens. So that, so that future gets wiped away clean. Um, I, I'm not an expert on time travel, obviously. However, if you were to send someone back to change the history, then you don't need to keep holding their consciousness in there. As soon as either you succeeded or you failed. If you succeeded, okay, then your timeline's gone immediately. There's no holding them in there, waiting for it to see if they actually did it. Like, oh, I need to hold you for like two days. Cool, all the Sentinels are attacking. No, it's instant. You sent them back. That's it. Done. Game over. But well, maybe Wolverine didn't have a good judgment of time, and like the timeline that he fixed actually happens two days in the future from them. Yeah, he missed it by that much. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that was, I, that was just fake. Mo- I mean, yeah, it's all fake. It is what it is. But it was super artificial suspense for the sake of artificial suspense. That bugs me. Like, really? You guys, you don't need to do this part. It'd been fine. Just send it back. Like, I get, oh, no, hurry before we all get to get murdered. Well, if you succeed, you're going to get murdered anyway for a certain part of you because you'll cease to exist. It yeah. doesn't matter. So... Yeah, that always gets me on alternate timeline things that you go back in the past to save the future. It's like, then you're not even going to know you ever fixed anything because you should stop existing. Or, or you're in, or you're in a branch where you're screwed anyway. You just save some other people that you don't even know. Okay, so let's say you go back and fix whatever, and then you don't get sent back in that new reality. So does it reset at that point? So yeah, that's like in 
in the X-Men book that we read today, uh, I already forgot the name of it. Like, House I was confused. Powers. Yeah. Yeah. By Moira being able to go back and it's so, like... My favorite for time travel is the way the Futurama did it. Like they, for a comedy show that has the dumbest jokes, they thought it through. Mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, they even did an episode where there was a guy that got sent to the past to become president to prevent Nixon from becoming president again, president of the world again, because that would like, lead to a revolution. Blah blah blah. So this guy gets sent to the past. He gets elected president to prevent that happening. But then they realize like, oh wait, if he got sent back to the past to prevent that from happening. He couldn't have been sent back to the past because that would have never happened. So he gets erased. Well, he gets like, oh, you won. Oh, that gets immediately erased. Oh, well, apparently Nixon reigned unopposed. So then he becomes president and then it continues that path on forward. Like, oh, yep. you can't do that because if you do that, then you couldn't have gone back there. Like, it contradicts itself. It, it Dr. Hootum. <laughs> and the one time it did make sense when they went back in, in the past was when Fry became his own grandfather. Because, <laughs> as I and I quote... He did the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> he is his own grandfather, and because that he always was his own grandfather. That's how it worked. Like, oh, yep. that's just the way it is. So it did not contradict anything. It was. It always was what it was. Yep. So, like, good on Futurama for actually thinking this through. Like, no, no. How is the smartest dumb joke? I guess is the best right. way to put it. With yep. that, like, okay, they actually thought that through. Avengers Endgame tried to hint at it a little bit, like, oh, Back to the Future, that's not how time travel works. And, which is mm-hmm. true, but all, all time travel makes me angry because none of it works. Unless, right. Unless you travel to the future. Sure, fine. Make it one way, you can only travel to the future. Don't travel which to the Which Futurama past. did that. Which Futurama ended up doing that also. And they just have the whole universe recycle yep. again, and it still worked yep, out it great. Just resets. Uh, yeah, that was the whole premise, right? Well, yeah. I guess it wasn't exactly time no, travel. I, it was being frozen and then waking up in the future, but. No, this one no. was an actual time yeah. travel, but you can only well, move forward. It's right. a different but, different episode and everything. Well, the first episode, though. Yes, yeah, so like, with Fry getting yeah, frozen. Yeah, that was The whole premise travel, of the whole was, thing. Which he didn't time travel. He just was frozen. Yeah. Frozen, and, then, and time yeah. still went around versus actual, like, in a time machine yep. jumping yep. through. Yeah. Uh, few, long story short, Futurama is a great show, folks. And yep. we're getting another season. I'm excited for it. I am, too. I don't know. Uh, then why are you back on that? Then it just it's me. Oh, X Men. Uh, oh, Future Past. Past being dumb. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the moral of the story for this episode, folks, is watch Futurama. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and read Spider Man. And read Spider Man. That, that, that's the moral of every episode, really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that I guess I do have one last one I want to mention quickly, do and it. that is the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars. Mm. Um, that is going to that is theoretically going to be the upcoming Marvel main chapter thing, where it's all these different universes that get collided together on this one battle world. Um, we see a zombie. The Marvel zombies is in here as another alternate universe. Um, a little bit of the Ultimate Universe is there too. That's how we get Miles Morales into the main six one six was through this. Um, we see a Thor world where everyone was Thors and everything. And oh. there is many, many, many different universes that were you see glimpses of in this series. Um, and it'll definitely be one that we'll need to do a book club on closer to any actual mov- movies of those and stuff. Because I know I've read it. Jared, have you read? I've I've read pieces. I haven't okay. sat down and read the whole thing. Which I read it in singles when it was coming out. I don't know how it'll translate to reading it all in trade, but we'll find out at some point. Yeah, I hope it gets better because I, I think I also read it in singles and I kind of didn't realize how disseparate all the timelines and worlds were because they they kind of tried to pass it off as different locations on a giant 
battle patchwork planet. Uh, yeah, too. each yeah. universe had its own like little island section, yeah. or they had their own borders and everything. Yeah, to me, like a universe is bigger than a nation. To me, it sounded like battle planet. It it, it was more like oh these these places exist just in different locations, not in different times and. I don't know alternate realities. Like it was so, messy. it was yeah, it was messy. Uh, so but, I didn't realize how how big it meant to be. But yeah, I'm definitely curious to reading it, see how it'll go in trade. It is issues one through nine and a free comic day special. So mm-hmm. technically ten issues in there, uh, and it's a thick book. So yeah, as long as Miles Morales still has that sandwich in his pocket, all sure will be well in, in the yeah. world. Uh, so yeah, moving forward, uh, I think that's everything for our. Off the top of our heads for any other quick picks for alternate universes. Yeah, sorry if I dropped that one. But. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to books that came out this week or, you know, this past Any time in the last four Anytime weeks. this past four weeks or so that stood out to us. I mean, I'm still used to saying this week on blah, 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 blah. Now it's since our previous episode. Yeah. Uh, Laura, you have a notebook of things. Why don't you go first? Okay. I am going to start with this week just because I feel like that is the better way to go about it. Um, the, the main thing of all that I read, uh, I really got a kick out of Terror War number one, was the book that I grabbed. Um, this guy named Mohammed Cho, he's a terror fighter. And terrors are these manifestations of your biggest fear in your life, and they come and try to kill you. And there are actually these groups of people who are almost like police who are out keeping an eye out and trying to save you from your terrors if they can, if they're fast enough. And they're actually supposed to register the kill before they do it to get paid for it. So it's when this guy is actually just walking to work and does his job, but he he kind of screws up because it happens so fast that he... He doesn't get paid for it. And when he gets to work, all his coworkers are like, so you did it for free again, you jerk face. Like, you're going to ruin our job because you can't do it this way. And he's like, well, I, I had to. I had to save this person. But, yeah, that's the the dangers of being a superhero. Or I guess they, they basically call them bounty hunters, sort of, in this. Like, terror fighters are bounty hunters. And there's also, like, a another team of terror fighters too and i guess they've each got their own moral code like some of them do it for money and some of them do it to save the people like this guy like he saw he needed to help a person so he just hopped in and did it but yeah hopefully that's not too much spoiler to it but oh well it is what it is like that's fair yeah and but yeah it was it was good art it was a good premise i'd i'd be interested to read more although based on my time constraints i probably won't read another one but if that sounds like your jam, go out and get Terror War number one, folks. It's out on the shelf right now, today. All right. Uh, Jared, what's one of the first books you want to talk about? Um, I'm going to stick to current stuff, too. Um, actually, I could go back. Uh, Codename Ric Flair. That came oh, out in the past yeah. month, didn't yep. it? Yeah, that was a it's couple basically, things Basically, um, starts off with the infamous plane crash in the 70s, uh, I 80s? Think, I think 70s. Um, and where Ric Flair almost died. The professional wrestler Ric Flair. Yes. And uh, he basically, they million dollar man him and put him back together to in, a degree. That's in, in not, the comic book. Yeah, in the comic book. <laughs> uh, and then he becomes like the secret agent 
for he's James Bond. Yeah, he's basically James mm, Bond now. I should have read so that one. It was fun. It's ridiculous. Yes, just asinine. It was. It's a one shot too, which is nice. Yeah, it's a very it's a self contained one and done. It is yeah, it's a James Bond story, but with wrestling roots. With Rick, yeah, with Ric Flair and. <laughs> It was better than it had any right to be. I fully I agree. Really enjoyed it. And I'm so glad it was a one shot. Yeah. Um, it could have been all right if they would have done more. Yeah. It could have been interesting to see other wrestlers in other right. territories along the way. Like yep. that could have worked. But at the same point, we I don't need any more. No. I'm I'm very satisfied with what with what we got. Right. It was a lot of fun. That's basically the premise of the show. Um that wasn't actually one of my picks though. That one just popped in my head real quick. No, it's a good one though. Um one of my picks is going to be Superman number three. Um, this is the new dawn of the DC. And if you remember last issue, parasites, uh, the microscopic parasites, like the purple villain, not just a normal parasite. The super villain. Yeah, parasite. the super villain. Um, Superman basically has to go to Luthor and they are able to combat him. Uh, Luther is in jail, so there's a lot of things going on. There's there it starts out with Superman being like possessed by parallax or uh, parallax uh, parasite, parasite, um, and he's still able to control and communicate and everything like that. But uh, this has been fun. And the I don't, art is this so just, beautiful. Still. Yeah, like I'm immediately I'm looking forward to the next story arc because yes. this one's a little dark still. Yeah. And especially with the amount of purple that's used in it with parasite purple and blues, yeah, oh, literally like, dark. Yeah, literally dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd like to see a brighter landscape because right. when they uh, are away from the parasite dilemma, the art just pops so yeah. well. Um, this was just a, a three chapter book. Um, it does give a epilogue a little bit, and it's still an ongoing like. Hey, there's somebody pulling the strings behind this parasite thing and stuff like that. But that chapter but is done. That now. chapter of this story arc is done, and we're moving forward. Um, it's been fun. I'm going to probably be putting Superman on my pull list. It's been good. So actually, it's it, the first Superman book I've been excited to read in quite a while. Is this still the one where Lex Luthor's pulling some strings and trying to get him to take over his company? Yes. Okay. Yep. Where it's Supercore. Yep. Okay. Supercore. When you mentioned the art, I remembered. The first issue that had that really good mm-hmm. art that was popping too, so good for them. Yeah, it's been solid. Uh, moving on from Superman, that had Parasite, who's a purple villain. Uh, I'm going to go to Indigo Children number one uh, that came out since our last episode. Um, what's cool about it is the story itself is really good. Um, it's about this kid that has this history of like there's these tapes of him. Oh, he's a super genius while being really young. Something's going on with him. It's really weird. Uh, so in itself, really cool. But then what I learned well, talking to another customer of mine was it's actually based off of real life from a certain point of view. Mm. Back in the, let's see, eight, 70s and 80s, there was actually a uh, parapsychologist that was studying children that have special talents. And, and the st- again, talking about the real mm. world where they have like, oh, this this person has like super strength, this person has whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, that since then we've discovered like, oh, the children that they were studying were neurodivergent. That's why they weren't in part of your normal crew of humans. Mm-hmm. So, but they they got the nickname the Indigo Children. So I like how they took the real world, like, oh, there's these kids that have these special powers, then ramped it up to 11, made superheroes and made a superhero story out oh, of it Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like, oh, it's... 
loosely based on reality and then just it's comic book form. So like, and I read the book. I didn't, I had no clue about that story until the customer told me about it. I was like, oh, I don't look into this. Like, well, that's kind of cool that this is really referencing. That's where they got the inspiration from. That's what it's referencing and everything. Now, again, it definitely takes a huge turn away from that as far as I know. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think the humans, the real world humans have like time stopping abilities and telekinesis, and, telekinesis and everything we did read sex criminals uh, that's but that's also a fictional book no that's um, based on reality come on uh i'm not gonna comment because <laughs> i will get into trouble so i also want to throw out this is giving me pretender vibes too like he was the child prodigy and they were watching all these videos and like documenting his life and kind of yeah then, and then he became a superhero. Yeah, because there's a reporter that's like, oh, I found this tape. What's going on with this? And it was very interesting. Like I said, it was a good book by itself. It's a thicker issue, too, for only four bucks. Um, but, yeah, I read, only issue number one's out right now. And even without knowing the history of the real world stuff, I I do like where this story went. Um, Laura, what is another one on your list? kind of want to go back to the end of March, uh, the week of the 29th. There was a, an episode, or an episode, an issue of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And I, I know I don't really need to start to sell Star Trek. Most people, if you're going to read Star Trek, you're going to. You're just, in or you're not. Yeah. But the, the issue is called The Dog of War. And they had a little, uh, Cork was trying to like resell a dog and they were calling him the Deep Space Canine. And I just, I, I love the little doggy. <laughs> That's so good pun. If you love puppies, go back and read Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Dog of War. That's really all you need to know. All right. Uh, Jared, <laughs> what's next on your list? I'm going to go with Nightwing 103. Um, last issue wasn't as good as this one. Last issue, we uh, come to uh, their base, the Titans are going to hell to save the soul of blockbuster's daughter because she's because blockbuster dog, sold blockbuster, her soul pretty much yes so there's actually <laughs> it's funny how this issue ends just because okay there's a whole lot of funny in this issue in general yes like it had my favorite panel it had my favorite panels of the week uh i actually took pictures of it because i i figured you either you'd mention or i had mentioned this book but continue on I don't. This one just came out to d today, right? Uh, Tuesday or yes. Tuesday, yeah, this week. Yes. Um, Wednesday. I don't want to give too much away, but there's they trick Neuron into bureaucratic red tape. They bureaucrat their way for the victory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I my favorite panels within this though is they're okay. Uh, uh, Cyborg, Nightwing, and Beast Boy are all in hell. Uh, they're they're doing their part of the mission, trying to figure out where the contract is, find, trying to find the bureaucracy office, yada yada yada. Uh, Cyborg, they find like okay, well the records are here and they're computers. Like I was like, hell uses computers for like right. uh, that seems a little weird, but whatever. But Cyborg, have being you Cyborg, used a computer? Well, it is hell. Well, l l let me get there because you don't even. <laughs> this know. This one is great. Uh, Cyborg hacks in the against the system. My God! Like wait, what is it? Uh, I've it? never seen so many icons on one on, desktop, <laughs> and <laughs> that's me. And it's got the old style pop ups. Well, and uh, Cyborg says, "Well, this is hell." And Beast Boy, <laughs> "Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah." And just, I'm going in. This is disgusting. They're crawling through useless programs, running through web the crawler. 
bloatware and malware pop-ups for browsers that ceased operating decades ago uh phishing scams and then the last part if i rarely ask your uh date of birth or your pet's name after this do not give me the information <laughs> right. like it was so so on point for like yes oh this yeah this is a garbage computer but it, it's like, it's hell it's and hell and yeah it fits the tone of this book so well but that i was like oh tom taylor he gets that and like yeah. he's having so much fun writing this like yeah you oh, can tell oh why not go to hell and hey we'll take cyborg there and what would be his nightmare okay this old computer it has <laughs> the old tube monitors and everything hey and, there's nothing wrong with a good cathode ray moment yeah <laughs> Uh, but it, it was just, I really enjoyed that little bit. Like, oh, this is, there are many layers to hell and this is one of them. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't want to go too far with this because this one was a lot of fun. I'll kind of stop it right there. But yeah, I, this one's a win. And there's a follow-up of extra, another story with uh, Superman and John, or Nightwing and John Kent. They're still investigating the circus issues. Uh, there's been some good stuff with that too. Yeah. This is one of the few like follow-up stories that they've it's been a good putting backup. in books. Yeah. It's a great backup. So yeah, Nightwing, Tom Taylor. It does. He does it again. Yeah. Uh, my last ones. I, I have three of them. I'm gonna go over quickly. Um, first one just came out this week, and that is Exorcist Never Die. <clears throat> Excuse me, Exorcist Never Die uh, by the new publisher Mad Caves uh, Publishing. Hmm. Uh, to exorcists they need to fight their way through this hell tower basically hell scraper hell scraper thank you and the first one first uh what is it the first sin sin yeah the first thing they fight is sloth sloth so of course hey, you guys <laughs> oh wait wrong maybe one. Ruth? Yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious if they actually did oh, that. i really uh, hoping you were gonna say that's in there yeah no that'd be great if he was there <laughs> Uh, but it's just a cool way that they, I don't want to give away everything, but okay, Sloth takes his time and slow and it slows them down and the way they fight and everything. It, I thought it was a fun first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only a six issue miniseries, uh, which I'm okay with. I, I think, especially with a very new publisher, start with miniseries, see where, you know, what the audience like, what yeah. they don't like. If they pick up more than cool, do a volume two. Otherwise just say it is what it is. This is our launch series sort of stuff. Um, but I thought it was a fun First issue. Uh, another one I'll mention is All Eight Eyes. Uh, quick version of it is if you like the movie Eight-Legged Freaks, but you want it to be taken more seriously, this is your thing. <laughs> Giant spiders. That's pretty going bad on when you saying comics compared to movies, the comic is the more serious one. I mean, it's a more serious horror of it, too. So, <laughs> But it deals with giant spiders, and it's ridiculous. And, and Was that fun. David Arquette? Uh, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but Alien Freaks for me is my Sharknado. It's my good bad movie. <laughs> I love to watch the bad, that bad that and Tremors both. Tremors, great, yeah, you great, can't beat Tremors. They're great, terrible movies. Yep. Uh, and the last one I would mention is uh, the Nasty Adam. If you're listening to this, this is one that you must read. Oh. Um, yeah, that one was good. It is a horror book. The that is like Clerks, but with horror. Sort of, uh, where mm. it has these guys that focus on this group that one person works at this uh, video rental store and they have this like horror fan club that they want to watch all the horror movies and they have the the 
the most horrific movie that make people kill themselves or die in mysterious reasons. They're going to find, they finally got their hands on it. They're going to watch it. And I'm going to stop there because it's a major plot point that will happen going forward. Um, but yeah, it is a horror clerks is the best way to put it. And if you ever watched the movie with, I think Jack Black, or was Jack Black? I'm not sure. Be kind. Rewind has a mm. lot of similar plot points in this that it did in that. So, uh, if you know, you know, if not, then you should watch that movie also. Another thing, I don't think that it's giving away too much, but I was really curious in the nasty, the, the main character, Graham Connell, he's like got an imaginary friend who's a horror movie character. It, it's almost like Jason, but he's called the Red Innis and he's like following him around. And I was like... And he he only talks to him, and it's although a thing I think of his imagination is what we think, but maybe yeah. not. There might yeah. be more sinister methods behind that. Yeah, I think at one point something happened that I was like, "Oh, is he not not real?" Right. Like I'm confused now. Like maybe I'm losing my mind. But but I thought that was an interesting twist too in that yep. story. A uh, good B movie you should watch is Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Oh, did you okay, see? It? I did watch it. It was fine. I still think Violent Night was better. It's oh, from the yeah. same studio. I would, I would agree They're with that. They're both from A24, I believe. Cocaine Bear delivered on what it promised. Absolutely. <laughs> and so. I was I was fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. My friend Tom, he, he did his podcast review of that, and you'll be surprised to know that he did not like it as well as we Whoa, did. Whoa, I am shocked. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry. Slight inside joke. Yeah. Uh, Laura, what Hi, is, Tom, if you're listening. Yeah, Laura, what, is, what are the last ones you want to mention that, oh. if I haven't stolen your thunder on the other ones already? Yeah, I think you already did. Uh, let's see, I know there was one I wrote. Were there any other dittos of things I mentioned earlier that you want to... When you mentioned that the one issue was, was thicker and, like, worth its money, I think it was, yeah, last week, 412, there was an issue called All the Devils Are Here. And that one was a thicker story, and it was interesting. Juan Carlos Garcia is an exorcist, sorta. And he kind of enters people's minds to draw them out of being possessed by demons. And it seemed like he he also had, like, some friends, air quotes. Like, I don't know if he had his own demons or, like, something. Like, there are other voices in there that he's talking to and i forget if the the people that he's trying to save from being possessed could also hear the other voices it gave me a lot of doctor strange vibes when i was reading this story and yeah if you're if you're interested in exorcisms if you're interested in a thicker story more bang for your buck then go look for all the devils are here if it's still out like i said it's from last week so I think we still have that. it's a little hit or miss but uh it just hits, just made me realize there's been a lot of horror, creepy stuff coming out lately for it not being Halloween, for not for it not being October. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, they're, maybe they're getting their their stories set up so the trade comes out for Halloween. That could be. That Seems makes like sense. good timing for yeah. me. Uh, one last one I do want to mention real quick that I, as my honorable mention, uh, She Hulk number twelve. I know we talked about it before the in the we did a book club mm-hmm. on the first volume. Uh, this issue, She Hulk actually hosts a book club. Uh, oh, okay. other superheroes her. and it was just I was like well I feel like we should mention it since we're getting ready to talk about our book club book of the week uh, so yeah She-Hulk number 12 they have a book club and it goes 
it goes. <laughs> was it a real book or was it like a fake book for the show? I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't research if that was actual real book or not. Okay. I'll have to look that up here shortly. Uh, yeah. Let's move moving forward to the book club book of the week, which is Jared. House and Powers of X. And if you don't want to get spoilers on this, what are we reading for two weeks, Laura? I don't even know. Did you tell us? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jared. As Ronan, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. The oh, last Ronan. The yeah. last Ronan. Thank you. I mean, you only told me once when I was half asleep, so <laughs> yeah, I'd like to use that as my excuse. I, I might have set you up to fail, but that's what I do on this podcast. I set people up to fail. Thanks. Yeah, I failed love you enough. too. <laughs> Uh, so Jared, this was your first time reading this, correct? Yes. And Laura, this is your first time reading this, correct? Yep. First and last. <laughs> uh, this was my second time reading it and probably last because it's a, it's a lot to read. It's, it's 12 issues. So yeah. it's a lot to read. Um, I think like you've said it, Adrian has said it, a handful of other people have said it. This is a good jumping on point. I kind of disagree. Because yeah, they're, we're going so through confused. this, and like I understand who Professor X is, Marvel Girl, Storm, you know, I've got the main cast, but they're not in it. They're in it a lot, but not... They're only in about half of it. Yeah, so, so it's just like, okay, I don't know who this person is, what their history is, what this is, you know, what are they doing, Who? why do I care about them? So I think if, if you want to start here, I don't think this is a good spot to start because I didn't care about half of the characters. So for... I- Go ahead, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I thought half the people were like new people too. Like, yes. because be. it was, yeah, true. it yes. was doing yeah. multiple timelines kind of simultaneously. Right. Like, wasn't there something like X 1000, like a thousand years Correct. in the future? Yeah. So I felt like all those characters were supposed to be new, that I wasn't supposed to know who they were. And I didn't. So, the, so the, that could have been, <laughs> yeah, that could have been maybe some mis, misperception on my end then so the reason why we say this is the jumping on point is because everything up to this point x-men wise has been so contradictory this resets Mm -hmm. everything that's why it's okay this is the if you ever watch the shows you know the main the most of the main characters yes there are a bunch of characters in the future that we've never we've never heard of which i'm okay with futuristic characters and stuff um but the main for me the main story of this is in house of x which is hard to tell in the trade because it does ping pong back and forth Mm -hmm. Um, but the House of X is the stuff that has Moira McTaggart actually, you know, talking to Charles Xavier and all that stuff. Uh, Powers of X was the X-Men, you know, a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now. Right. That story is so unnecessary. Like, maybe, I get it from the gravity of Moira's point of view. Like, hey, this is why we're stopping to do this from maybe happening. Maybe that's part of the, like, loss. Yeah, it's like, I don't care about these right. characters. I don't care about this, you know, from it, a non-X-Men reader. It reminds me a lot of the, in Watchmen, the Curse of the Black Freighter, that oh, mini-story. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Has, has nothing to do with anything. Right. It and, reminds me a lot of that. Like, oh, it's yeah. there. It's its own story. I about that. But it's its own story, and possibly by itself it could be fine. Right. But it's convoluted in this. Yeah. I will give that House and Powers of X did way better than that Black Friday. Agreed. Thing. Yeah. That, that thing was completely <laughs> worthless. Right. Like, it yeah. had no reason to be there. Uh, at least this, I could be like, okay, so this le- relates. It, it does, for me, I think it would read better if you read all of House of X. Where it has more like, okay, you know, I live these lives, this is what's going on. And then you did the powers part where it has, okay, and this is the future. This is what she's preventing from happening. That probably would have helped. Instead of like it ping-ponging back and forth. Yeah, that probably would have helped big time. Because I read this once and I was like, I don't want to read it again. Because I'm like, I don't know what I've missed. Um, Because I I read this in single issues as it was coming out. And I remember the time, like, 
they start with House of X, which had the whole Moira thing, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is really good. Let's, I'm excited. Then we saw Powers, like, what, what is this? And it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very uneven. Or House of X was better than Powers of X, in my opinion. And I think you guys are agreeing with that from the sound of things. Yeah, so I didn't the, even realize so. that we were ping pong. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it either. Yeah, if you look at the beginning of each volume, it says House of X. It has like a little box on it. It's under House or a Powers of whichever issue you're about to read within the graphic novel. Which okay. does make it a little difficult to... Because you just see, oh, it's just more verbiage, more you know random words. Which admittedly, all the dossiers and stuff, I didn't read them all. Because... Oh. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that's good for world building, but it just seems like, come on, guys. I would have been completely lost without those. Like it really, it, it was almost like a glossary of terms. Yeah. Like they they'd use words in the next issue and be like, oh, they defined that back here. Now I know what they mean. Because like dominion and things like there were a bunch of there were a bunch of really specific ways they used their words. See, so. I think this was on a couple of them. Where you said that they the one pages do House and Powers of X keep scrolling. That's that's not in the middle. That's in the middle of a book though. That's in the middle of one. Okay. Just yeah. I one one thing I thought was hilarious too. I my my app that I was using to read the book stopped showing me the page numbers at the bottom, and usually it shows that all the way along. So I thought I was almost done. I was barely a third of the way through, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this thing will never end." <laughs> Uh, like here at the very beginning, Jared. Uh, the top of this, there's a, a little black box that is in line where it says House of X. So yeah, a oh, lot of that okay. stuff. It was so Those tiny. Gotcha. Where it is very yeah, it is not a great way. Uh, in single issues, you obviously tell because it has the cover on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the graphic, in the volumes, it's like wait, what? Yeah, gotcha. I, I did think the like the layout of the pages was interesting. I liked. Like, there were some pages where they, oh, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they'd had those little boxes that were kind of, it almost reminded me of, like, HTML code. Like, it's a little tiny abbreviated descriptor of what's going on in this book, and it's, like, defining what this piece of code right. is going to mm-hmm. relate to. See here, and, where it says the, the big chapter breaks is where it's with actual oh, issues. okay, gotcha. That's where then they say what book they're okay. in. But again, if you don't, if you hadn't read it before, you I, know that there's two yeah. new things. Yep. You think yep. House and Powers of X is just one book of House and Powers. Right. Yeah. But no. That's it, how I was it taking is two, it to. Because yeah. there was House of X and Powers of so X. I thought it was going to do House of X completely, then Powers of X completely. Right. And it, yeah. it staggered that and together. And what's, what's super annoying with this is the cover of the book, it just says House of X on the cover. Yeah, it doesn't oh. say Powers at all. I did, wouldn't on the, have known on the unless spine, you had told me. On the spine, it says House of X, Powers, Powers of X. X. But on the cover itself, like, you guys, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a brand Like, it's been out for a few years now. You, you've done multiple printings. Yeah. Fix that cover, please. Right. But so, it is I've, what it is. I've got a question to start out with. Before this, did Cy- was Cyclops dead? From a certain point of view, he was always dead inside. He had, so the, the so the problem with that statement was: Are you talking about immediately before this? No, or like before. Okay, in so general? when I first started this, there, I I've got the gist that these are re, like reincarnation pods and right. stuff like that, based off of conversations we've all had. So it opens up with um, what I assumed was Scott Summers and Jean Grey coming out of the pods, and Professor X saying to me, "My X Men," because there is one. Uh, 
art panel where he's like touching the face of Scott Summers and little, little laser eyes could be shooting out. Right. So I assume that was Scott Summers. I'm like, I didn't even know he was dead. So that that scene in the very beginning, that is a tease to the end to the of future. how... To the, okay. to the very uh, end okay. of the book itself. Where they go on the mission. Where it explains okay. why does Charles have that X-helmet? What, what are these pods? Where are they coming gotcha. from? Gotcha. That's just a prelude like, oh, okay. this is what's going to happen. This they, is where we're going they with the story. They Tarantino that. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I but, wasn't sure if I was misreading that or if I'm like, is that, you right. know... I mean, but... the to answer your question before is was he dead before this sometimes yes sometimes no charles xavier was dead before it's complex right. so yeah yeah so yes and no um this is not an easy read for sure yeah <laughs> there's some really good stuff in here um i think if it was a little bit more linear and not so much jumping around between the two stories i think it would have done much better um the i loved them going on the suicide mission right you know and then being reincarnated and stuff that was fun too but uh Basically, they're they taking a Galactus suicide. head. You know, uh, they're uh, the, who's putting it? Is it uh, sword? Well, they're going after Master Mo- the uh, motherboard, which makes Master Board. Or no, the mother, mother mold, mold mother that, mold, that yeah. makes master molds that make sentinels. Yes. So it's yeah. the sentinels' grandmother is what they're trying okay. to destroy. Basically, yeah. it's basically this giant space station revolving around that giant. That's on the opposite side of the sun as Earth, so it could be out of yeah. radar detection. And everything. Yep, and. Uh, they're basically going to destroy it, and it basically ends up being a complete suicide mission for all they, the X-Men They that need go. to destroy it no matter what. Yep, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, I thought that was great. I loved uh, the Fantastic Four catching uh, Mystique, Sabretooth, and Toad, and Cyclops is like, yeah, we're they're, you know, diplomatic immunity pretty much. We're taking immunity. them with, yeah, we're taking them with us. So there's some really good stuff in there, and how... The X-Men creating their own, or the mutants creating their own nation, and they've already done that somewhat in the past in different story arcs. It's never really worked like this. Right, this is a whole other scale. It's like, yeah, they're bad guys, but they're mutants. We're taking them. Right. Deal with it. I did like that this was like the origin of Krakoa, Mm -hmm. although I, I couldn't decide if Krakoa had been introduced a little bit before this or if this really is the starting point i think it had been introduced before but i don't know for sure Amelia, i don't i was like oh it is what it is yeah uh, the, the way they talked about it in the book like oh it's been around before sure yeah. i'll take it i'll take your word for it that right it's been around before right i, I just kind it. of assumed at that point right yeah, it's kind of like when columbus found america it was already there he just decided to name it right yeah so i think it's that that instance at least but but I definitely I like the the building up of Krakoa and them mentioning like Krakoa is a real living like it's it's a, it's a thing also. yeah yeah okay. uh, yeah I like how they the whole world building in general in this book in the main part of the house of the house of X books I thought they did a good thing okay we need laws we need mm-hmm. uh, language we need safety we need yeah. punishment then if someone breaks those laws like yeah I did like the language and like you were talking about the the way they wrote the difference between House of Powers, House of X and Powers of X, I wondered if that was in their specific language. Because there was one thing that showed the the letters, the alphabet, like the Rosetta Stone. And I, if it had been in paper, I would have flipped back and forth and looked at that and like tried to decode things a little more. But on digital, it's harder for me to... 30, 40 pages. And they are still using that language right now. Uh, They've been teasing the last week or two of the... So this was the uh, Dawn of X era, is what they Mm -hmm. called this right after this. 
this is the dawn of everything right now they're doing they're getting ready to do the fall of x so theoretically Yay. the end of this story arc of this chapter of the x-men history will be ending soon um now what does that mean who knows but i do like the commitment to the bit of their they're keeping with that mutant krakoan language it's like, oh, you can just see the symbols. You can, you can be lazy and not know what it says. Or you can use your decoder ring and figure mm-hmm. out what each one says. Uh, luckily, the internet provides the decoder ring, so I, I can be lazy huh. and not look it up. So I just need that augmented reality app? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Google Translate. That, that would be amazing. Google if, Translate does need Krakoan. That would be amazing if Marvel, Disney partnered with Google. All right, okay, we need a translate for Krakoa. That would be fun. That would be uh, also, one thing I do want to mention, when this first came out in single issues, they, they gave out, with the first issue of House of X, uh, Krakoan seeds. So ah. you could actually <laughs> grow your own flower gate, but it's actually just wildflowers is what well, they were. We missed out on that, No, I have we? them somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know where. Cool. Hmm. But okay. I, I do like the fact that, like, oh, here's your Krakoan seeds. If That's I found fine. them, they're in the back of the first issue. Possibly. We'll see. Someday, uh, yeah. so, someday we'll pull out our comic book issues and realize, oh my gosh, it's growing. Plants growing. <laughs> well, I think they need more than just yeah, they that. do existing. <laughs> yeah, they don't just exist and turn into flowers. Yeah, uh, as shown by those. Right. I have some dead flowers in our windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's a lot to digest. I don't think we need to break down no, everything. I everything. I think we already hit a good base. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Laura. I, I might have one question though. I I. Tried to Google it, but I, I was curious. Moira McTaggart was a character from the animated series, too. Correct. But in that, I don't think she was ever a mutant, really. Was so she? So, in all of the X-Men, until this series, she was never mutant. Okay. Uh, it was until Because that threw Powers. me off a little bit, too. I was like, whoa. Because she was hiding her mutantness until... Or they're, oh, just she... ret- they're just retconning is what they're doing. Yeah, but it kind of helps clean up a lot of right. continuity errors, too. Part of how I interpreted it, too, was every story of hers I'd heard before was her first lifetime. So she didn't know she was a mutant until... Right. Because her power is just re a redo. So but, she doesn't even know well, until the know. second time, at least. Oh, yeah, yes. The yeah, second the, time. The first time, you didn't have a redo. So, Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this book is nothing but retconning of Moira McTaggart and the X-Men at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, where, oh, yeah, this is my 13th life or whatever, and this is supposedly the final one. And we're going to do it differently. Right. Uh, I mean, Every it, time. It, it's Marvel. It's comic books. They always retcon at a certain point. Now, with all my complaints and stuff, I did enjoy this. It was good. It was just a dense read. Yes. And coming from hardly, you know, any X-Men franchise background, it was hard to follow at times. But if I were to say skip the Powers of X story, the future stuff... Read just the regular Moira stuff. Uh, that would have been hmm. wonderful. I, I, uh, I think know. that would have been better. I you, feel like I wouldn't have had the gravity of understanding why I care about Moira. That's fair. Then. I think the two are. Yeah, they're I good together, but like they they needed, they needed to, to do it differently. Yeah, they should have had all of May- House of Powers and then do or do House of X and then do Powers of X, not stagger them together. Or, or smaller snippets and then really tell the House and or the, the Powers the power, of X. Yeah. yeah, maybe House needed little snippets to give you the gravity of what's coming, but mm-hmm. then really expand on what's coming later. Once you're done yeah. with the story. Yeah. I think that could have been much better. And I, I agree with that. Uh, I think it's the, the, the Tarantino that like, oh, we'll give you, we're yeah. changing the time and so we... It's a, a mystery unraveling once it's done. You'll see it all. Like, once I read it all, 
in my opinion, it made sense then. Mm. But yeah. there's a lot of in the middle, like, what is going on? I, yeah. I'm in the weeds of this. Right. And this is my time re- my second time reading this. I was like, okay, I know this part sucks, but I know it's important. I, I <laughs> yeah. know I need to read it. I don't want to just like skim over it because I know it will matter. Yeah. Um, and I love that the, the main villain was Nimrod. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, it was so hard for me to take it seriously, though. I was like, really? The, the big bad's name is Nimrod? He's a, he's a Nimrod. What? What is going on here? He's got a little sibling named Nimtod. Oh, uh, wasn't it? No, it had another <laughs> name. It had another stupid name. I'm just referencing The Simpsons is all I'm doing. Uh, Bart, oh. Bart called yeah. Rod and Todd, Nimrod and Nimtod. Nimbus. There was another Nimbus, too. And then Nimrod evolved from that and giant purple suit into a little, like, Nibiru. Floating cell phone type of thing. Oh, that's what that thing was. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's the evolution of Nimrod. I didn't know that cell phone was Nimrod. Okay. Yeah. Or the polygonal cell phone yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Uh, but yeah. And y'all will, too, when you read this book, if you choose to. Or if you have <laughs> read this book. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, any other outstanding points of this? Uh, I do like the the holy circle of six or whatever the, the means yeah. like oh gold balls it doesn't just do gold balls they're actually eggs they're unfertilized but then we add these other powers like we mix these really no one cares about mutants together with the exception of hope summers uh and then eventually people care like oh these actually the crit- most critical of this whole plan um i definitely am sus of xavier with yeah this. Mm-hmm. yeah uh there's something about someone yeah wearing that had never worn a helmet before that covers their face to now wearing a complete helmet that I don't trust. Yeah. Part of me was like, is that Professor Xavier even? You it, know. It reminds me of the so. maker from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. The yeah. Evil Reed Richards. Yep. Yeah, that is in my notes right there. And also, um, the fact that Moira talked about how many times she had to come back and break Xavier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that makes me think... It's not necessarily Xavier who's sus. It's Moira using Xavier and his his telepathic powers. She's poisoning yeah. the well. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll see more of that in the volumes that take place after this. Uh, we have seen glimpses of it. Uh, slight spoiler alert since it has, since we haven't talked about it in here, but currently they had stuff going on with the sins of sinister where yeah. of course the problem with having something all mutants good or bad the bad people are still going to be bad. They're going to be bad differently. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, the fact that they use his uh, mutant registry DNA log mm-hmm. to be the base print for reincarnating everybody and reprinting them, well, if he's in control of it, what does he manipulate in the meantime that no one will ever know? Um, I did like that one line in the story where I think that it was Xavier, at least, and Magneto, they went to visit um, Sinister and they're like, okay, we need you to do all this, and we're going to lay out this plan, and you're having, going to have no memory recollection of this ever happening. And I was like, oh, that's that's sneaky, guys. Yeah. How, uh, why is this a secret? Within that, though, I also liked the, oh, you have a cape. Why don't I have a cape? That is magnificent. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, all the Sinisters, like, playing off each other. Right. And which one's the prime? Like, uh, I don't want to do this. The one Sinister murdered the other one. Okay, I'm the new prime now. Sure, you want to do this? Yeah, we can work together. Like, and he had the cape also. Like, yeah, the influence of themselves on, like... They're so narcissistic. Right. (laughs) 
yeah, it was just that was a nice little bit of comedy. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is ridiculous, but this is kind of cool. Yeah, that's how it would be. Uh, so yeah, uh, overall, House and Powers of X. Laura, what would you rate this? One being awful, don't even bother looking at it. It's as bad as Trouble. Or five, it has all the Spider-Man ever in it. Oh, that does remind me. I forgot to mention, in Moira's eighth life, there was a Spider-Man. So oh, Spider-Man is, is in this. this. Okay. It one panel of Spider-Man. But it wasn't enough. It's still a one. Like, I, I hate the X-Men so much. I, did, I was trying to not hate the X-Men, but this pushed me over the limit. Like, I don't want to read X-Men ever an effing again. <laughs> F-Men. <laughs> Jared, on that note. Um, I don't think I'd go that low. I'll go with a three, and that's generous from my perspective. This really doesn't want to make me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This really doesn't want to make me want to pick up another X Men book and reread it. You know, I would rather go back and reread some of the classic stuff, you know, Phoenix Saga, you know, stuff I'm familiar with where that has the characters I'm familiar with. And it could just be that I just don't read enough X Men to really care, you know? And yeah, it was all right. See, it was a good story. I loved bits of it. And you know? I think that's why I would give it a three also, because Powers of X was so disjointed. Um, yeah. It's a little, again, it is it is necessary, but the, right. the ride to get there is so painful to get through that right. part. And to get to the good parts of it. Because I, I, I really did enjoy the House of X part. Yeah, there was some great stuff in there with Moira, and I loved the suicide mission. I'm just like, holy crap, they're really doing all this. And then, obviously, I knew they were going to reincarnate it, there wasn't but, much. But they had never done it before. Know, they didn't but, know if it actually yeah, worked or not. If this know. was the first time like anyone was reading this... I'd be like, wow, they just murdered all of your favorite X-Men, right. and then we're going to hope this works. Well, but at least if it's your first time, are they your favorite? Yeah. But at least at, that be- that's true. at the very beginning, they did show that reincarnation thing, though. Yeah. So yeah, but I'd already so forgotten that had, by the time yeah. I got to well, it. yeah, but at least it wasn't completely <laughs> But I guess it was four weeks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, I didn't know if that was, like, from, oh, we're reincarnating now, or if that was, like, a prayer. Yeah, that was like definitely a, a glimpse, a glimpse to, like, glimpse this, is what's, this is where we're going towards. Yeah. Is what that yeah. was. Yeah. And I kind of super hated the reincarnation uh, ceremony where uh, Storm's like, this is my brother. This is my sister. It was so cult-ish. Like, it, it I, was very I was cult-ish. just like, yes. oh my gosh. You, you, th- you've made this special island that no one else is allowed to come to and you're all family and blah, and blah, blah. drinking like, the Kool-Aid. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's kind of what they're going for. They're yeah, trying, they're pretty much. They're... I think that was the intent was to show uh, if someone has telekinetic or telekinesis and uh, telepathic abilities, it can go culty very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it's up to him to ha- him slash Cerebro to back up everybody. Yeah. And then like, well, what? Why do you and only you have access to the backups then and, and all that? Yeah, I admit this. This did remind me of a curiosity I had to an issue. I don't even remember when it happened now. But where they, they found there was a little glitch in the backups, like someone came back and their favorite food had changed and it was just one little... One little it, change. Yeah, it's like, I know that doesn't make or break a person, but it's one detail that's like, why did they come back different that time? If you lost that, yeah. what else are you losing that we don't know that you're losing? Yeah. yeah. Thing. And I, I bet that they're going, well, they should have already by now because this has been a while ago, like brought that up or maybe maybe it's a buried seed plot but um, that's the only thing that would make me curious about this story but then, that's not enough well <laughs> for me 
like this at the groundwork, but there have been stories that have come out after that that goes more in the the path of House of X, where it's like, okay, here's the actual continuous story. Uh, there are the individuals, X Men issues, Marauders issues, yada yada that that do have their own stories that take place after this. Mm-hmm. However, there are main like chunks. Okay, this is the next real chapter. This is the next real chapter. Everything else is more or less filler in between. Um, and then one of those parts was uh, Nightcrawler actually like, okay, if we if we can if we're gods basically now that are reincarnated, then what religion should we have and everything? Oh, yeah, I meant to read that set of nightcrawler wasn't it like a whole mini series like legion of x okay Uh, yeah it was like a four or five issue mini series that he's like where they did realize wait we're coming back a little bit different why is that Mm -hmm. okay why are we a little different and it has been little bits and pieces of story arcs here and there that like that explained what's going on that has been leading up to the fall of x um and, and yeah, I think that might have been the issue that he said like why don't why is this one part different i think it was from the legion of x that could be thing yeah, one other thing to throw out there, just to be random. Um, I didn't even realize Cardinal, I think, was a Nightcrawler-esque character. Like, at one point, they either I didn't realize that was his name, or I didn't pay enough attention, and they they were showing this character, and it took me a minute to realize, oh, at first I was like, oh, that's Nightcrawler. Why didn't they mention that sooner? And then I was like, oh, that's not Nightcrawler. Because that was in the Powers of X, that was in the future. <laughs> at that point, from my understanding of this, was mutants were no longer breeding randomly. They were selective, taking DNA from everybody. Like, hey, you have this power, you have this power. We're Sinister is making your clones, basically, at that point, yeah. with those abilities. Um, yeah, and I didn't really realize that until farther into the story that, oh, which, these are like almost clones or like like you said, bred. Selective not, breeding. Yeah, not, not exactly bred though. Selective Manipul- selective cloning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a bit of a reference callback to Age of Apocalypse because they did that in the Age of Apocalypse uh, storyline also where um, X-Man was one of them that had that ability because... They took DNA from Scott Summers and and Jean Grey, combined them together. Here's this one. They didn't actually produce the child together like they did Cable, which is Nate Summers versus X-Men's Nate Grey. Same parent, both have the same parents, but one's genetic manipulation versus the other one's regular procreation. Um, but yeah, for me, that part of my, oh, that's, that, I mean, if it worked in Age of Apocalypse, why not use it again? It's another X-Men book. Keep it going along with that. Yeah, I almost forgot about Apocalypse even being in this story. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, there, there's a lot mm. that happens in this. Yeah, but anyway, that is our take on House and Powers of X. Laura, what are we reading in two weeks? You told me Ronin about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The last Ronin, oh. yes. One of them Ronins. Yep. So that's what we're reading for in two weeks, barring any other complications. Hopefully, no more bad weather. Knock on wood. Whatever. That we'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, with that, Jared. Here is the week, comic book or otherwise, of the last four weeks or so. so we're giving you a lot of time to dig through. Um, I am going to go with my uncle, Joe. He's uh, always helping us with our vehicles. And I was changing my brakes this weekend. He came over, let me borrow some tools, and was uh, giving me some pointers, you know, to make it a little speedier and everything. And uh, he's always just there for us and always willing to help out. So I'm going to go with my uncle, Joe. All right. Laura, do you have one ready, or do you mean to go ahead? Uh, I think that I'll dig a little bit, and I'll I'll go ahead and say the Deep Space Canine from the the Star Trek issue a few weeks ago. <laughs> he was such a good boy, and he was so cute, and he had to deal with Quark. 
Like, no one wants to deal with Quark, so good dog does good things. Uh, and my Hero of the Week is going to be an organization, actually, the Washington Post. Uh, we actually received a phone call from them today as we're recording this uh, about some someone apparently caught wind of Amazon doing their whole uh, going to a local business. They want you to be your delivery. They want the, the small business stores to be their delivery service. Uh, Mark posted on Facebook saying, basically, this is a load of crap. People shouldn't do this. And the Washington Post apparently found out about that, and they called the store. And they went, they interviewed him today about oh, it. Oh wow! Oh, cool. So uh, I don't know what's going to come out of that or anything, but it's like, oh, that that you know, I mean, when Mark did that, and he was actually in the Lima News, they they asked him about it too. They had an article about that, and the Washington Post picked it up apparently. Oh, wow! So that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm going to ask Mark tomorrow. Like so. How did that phone call go? Because I'm nosy and I just want to know. Yeah. <laughs> You're famous adjacent. You yeah. have to wait till the Washington Post article comes right. out. Uh, see if is it pro small business or pro Amazon. What is What will happen? Or is it just a, as it should Here's be. Here's what he said. Right. Is it just going to be a reporting of what is happening? Yeah. I hope so from the Washington Post. Yeah. We'll test them. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is everything for this week. Uh, again, barring complications, we'll be back in two weeks. Should be the full four of us. Um... And we may be downstairs in our new studio, or we may be more likely still be upstairs because it's still a lot of work to do. But we'll see what happens. A lot can happen between now and two weeks from now. Um, Especially if I stop being lazy. And if I do other things, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll, see how the, we'll see how this weekend goes first, and then reassess from there. But until then, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, sorry again about the... Wait the longer wait than usual, but that's the risk we run when we go bi-weekly. If we miss a week, then it's once a month at that point. Yeah, but I thought about asking if we'd do something in between or not, but... I thought about it, but I decided, yeah, meh. Just keep our normal it's, schedule. It's a free podcast, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I told that to my supervisor who listens to us. You get what you pay for. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> I mean, we try to aim for at least an hour. More than likely, we're an hour and a half to two hours, depending if Adrian's here or not. Uh, but we... I mean, Honestly, though, we're at an hour 20 right now, folks. That's so Not bad. That's a good one for the three of us. We stretched and tangented it enough that we're we're keeping that hour-plus timeline going on. But I guess let us know, folks, if we're stretching too much, if we're wasting your time. If, as long as you're enjoying it, we'll keep talking. Yeah. Even if you're not enjoying it, we'll probably still keep talking. Yeah, we'll keep talking. Because, yeah, I don't want to have to edit extra stuff because I'm lazy. But that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> I smacked the microphone. I was just like, that wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> nope, that was me. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks, and we'll see you all next time. You're still not going to see him. No, but now we can watch the season finale of Mandalorian. <laughs>